Discover the French language with Jessica. It's right here. It's right now on French Your Way podcast. Bonjour à tous, welcome to episode 202 of French Way podcast, episode 202. Uh, first, this episode 202 was supposed to be the episode uh, with the answers to the quiz, uh, the quiz uh, that was celebrating uh, episode 200. Um, but that episode 200 was uh, released late. That was unintentional. It was a, a technical issue. And at the time of the, the planned, um, the scheduled release, we were actually on holiday in New Zealand. So we didn't notice. And uh, so that's fixed now. But because uh, the episode, the, the quiz was released uh, one week late, I decided to give you more time to uh, answer uh, the quiz and submit your questions uh, by emails. Uh, submit your answers by email uh, to me. So jessica at frenchyourway.com.au AU, uh, if you'd like to participate. Uh, and uh, if you get at least... 10 questions uh, right, 10 answers right out of uh, 15, um, you uh, will enter the draw to win a free French session on Skype with me and be featured on uh, the podcast. Um, so the date has now moved to the deadline to submit your answers had, has now been moved to um, the 23rd of December. So I give you one uh, extra week to do that. And check out my uh, Facebook page for updates on when I will record the answer episodes. I will record it live and I will draw the winner live as well. So you'll get a bit of exclusivity uh, if you uh, check the Facebook video. So that's what I had done for uh, to celebrate episode 200 of French Away podcast. Uh, almost at the same time was episode 100 of my other podcast, French Voices. I don't know if you are familiar with this podcast. It's a bit more advanced because it is uh, interviews of native French speakers in French and it's authentic interviews, although uh, you can uh, get the, the PDF with the full transcript of the interviews. And to celebrate episode 100, uh, I was answering your questions. So there was no uh, guest, like I was the guest, uh, actually, and you were uh, the uh, interviewers. Uh, you can actually watch uh, that special episode 100 on, on uh, YouTube. Um, and so I had, re uh, I had um, gathered your questions and grouped them into several uh, different uh, parts. Uh, One of them was uh, um, part about language learning experience. You had some questions about it. And uh, I had said that I would make a dedicated episode on um, this podcast, French Way podcast, as I believe the, the topic to be interesting for a wider audience. More students, uh, more of you are listening to French Way podcast because, um, because the level is just uh, more, more accessible. So I had things to say, and in this episode, I wanted to share my thoughts, comments, observations about language uh, learning in general, and also with personal experience. So one of the questions that I had received was, uh, which language do you now dream in, Jessica, or does it depend on the context or the setting of your dream? For example, if you dream about your mother, is your dream in French, but if you dream about uh, an Australian or English-speaking French friend, do you dream in English? 
that's an excellent question, but uh, I actually don't remember my dreams very well. I do remember my nightmares. I have a few, uh, I have a recurring nightmare at the moment. And I think in this nightmare, I, I think this nightmare is in French. And it is actually, uh, when I think about it, um, always set in my uh, French hometown uh, with French people. But I'm not sure I switch language according to the person I talk to in my dreams. I don't have um, any memories about it. However, um, what I can say about dreams uh, and languages, and that's why I wanted to, to feature this question, is um, that for me, starting to um, when you start dreaming in a foreign language um, that you're learning, uh, for me, it's a sign, it's a clue that you are um, just going a level up and you are going towards fluency or at least you are starting to absorb the language uh, better and it, there are uh, for each of the languages that I've um, learned in the past uh, and especially I have more vivid memories of uh, Chinese and uh, Russian I remember these days when I woke up remembering that I had dreamt in Chinese and in Russian and it was like quite an like weird and incredibly exciting feeling and for me it's clearly a sign that it is coming if you want and I talk about that in my article you can find it on my website so frenchoy.com.au uh, my article that is called how long does it take to learn French I will include the links uh, in the show notes of the episode there's a podcast version uh, I made a pod French way podcast episode um, version of that article and I will uh, link to it uh, two. Uh, voila. So, uh, unfortunately, that's all I can say about my dreams at the moment. Um, another personal question was uh, how was going uh, language learning or French lang French learning for our daughter. I'm not going to talk about French only. I'm going to extend this question to just a language learning in general. Um, so we have a almost three-year-old uh, little girl. Um, and she has three languages. So I speak to her in French and she speaks to me in French. And she speaks, like, she communicates with her dad uh, in Cantonese. So these are the languages that she speaks with us. And also she speaks Cantonese with her, like, um, grandparents on my, like, so my um, parents-in-law and also her auntie. And she speaks French with uh, my mom and my brother and my friends uh, who are uh, French-speaking. So... There's no confusion. There's a, um, a given pattern, a given linguistic code that is used in a given situation with a given person and that is consistent. So um, our daughter started childcare uh, at the beginning of the year. 
so almost one year ago now and she went there without with hardly any English. When I say hardly is because the only English she had was from uh, like the songs that she learns at Baby Rhyme Time when we go to the library, the local library, or um, a few activities that she would do, like you know, music classes or activities that, that I would uh, take her to. But I did not talk to her. We, we do not talk to her in English. So she went with a very, very, very little English. And... Um, she understands, she actually understands everything and she can speak English, um, said the educators of the childcare. Well, the understanding, uh, we can tell because um, my husband and I, we communicate together in English at home. And that also used to be the language in which we were like uh, uh, talking about Lily when she was there, like, for example, like saying, uh, like, she's tired, we need to, and mm, our daughter now reacts and like, no, I'm not tired. Like, like she, she actually um, overhears and understands everything we say. So we don't have a secret language between the, uh, the two of us anymore. We resort to actually spell some words at the moment, but um, because she's very, very interested in the alphabet and spelling and reading, I think it's only a matter of time before she can also uh, decipher that. So for the understanding, we uh, we know that she understands English very well. Um for the talking, actually, uh, as I'm recording this episode, yesterday we had uh, friends at home. And they came, we hadn't seen them in a long time. And uh, so they speak English. And my daughter bonded with... Uh, with the girl uh, very, very well. And they went to, to play in her bedroom. Uh, and they were actually talking in English. Her grammar in English is very good. Um, and for us, we're, like it was the first time that we could hear her speak English with anyone. Uh, that was quite exciting. So these are our patterns. Um, and it is very important if you are um, a multilingual like family uh, family cell, a household to um, actually talk to your child in the language that is your um, native language. Um, to maintain a consistency, um, otherwise there's a higher... First, you're going to make mistakes. Probably I hear, like, I mean, I go to a French... Um, uh, French-speaking playgroup with my daughter, and I'm all like there are two parents that surprise me a little bit. One speaks French and English to her child, and I find that highly confusing. This um, why code switching uh, with one same person it actually increases the, the, the chances or the, the risks that uh, the child will later reject French language, thinking, uh, oh, 
but I live in an English-speaking environment and my parents can talk to me in English, I can talk to them in English, so why would I keep on uh, going with French? So that's, and it's not just my opinion, it's like I've been to uh, lectures, I've read books about raising children in a multilingual environment, and so that's the uh, results of research. So speak to your, um, like speak one language to your child and your child will know in which situation and with which person which language to use they will just uh they will just know um and switch very easily uh the second parent i see she's not a native speaker of french uh, but her partner is french and for some reason she decided to speak french to her daughter Okay, her choice. Uh, but I mean, she makes a lot of mistakes, grammatical mistakes. Um, and I find that that can be detrimental uh, for like the, the accent, the pronunciation, and also the grammar. Uh, why pass that on to your child? And why deprive your child of learning uh, less common other language, which is actually, I think, uh, a, a wealth or a, um, an asset or a, a riches. You see what I mean? Some people who live in a um, country that where um, the language is not their native language, such as me, my native language is, uh, is French, but I live in Australia. Some people in my situation will um, be... Um, will find it rude to keep addressing their uh, children in the native language. They would say like, but if we are in front of um, um, Australian, if we are with Australian friends or in an, like in a shop in Australia, it would be rude to keep talking French to our child because then the person doesn't understand. And But we do not uh, get... Uh, influenced or affected by that we do not uh, talk to Lily in English uh, in front of English speakers we keep talking to her in our respective languages so French or uh, Cantonese and there's no need to apologize for that because that's just uh, the, the language that you're trying to uh, transmit that's just the consistency that you're trying to to have that's the um, the way you chose to do your upper upbringing or uh, child raising and um, we can translate the, the answers or I just translate the situation back to the person but I do not talk to Lily in English um, with the exception of singing or reading. Uh, so singing English songs, of course, we do that in English. <laughs> and read, I don't, reading, uh, I'll come back to it in a minute. So about songs, uh, if you're interested in songs in French, there is um, episode 124 entitled uh, French Songs for Babies and Toddlers. Uh, I talk about that, I give you some references um, on our phone. So for the car, for example, we have uh, different playlists. So we have a playlist it's called Lily and it has a mix of songs that she likes in like just one of the three languages, uh, like 
a bit of um, of everything. Um, there is a playlist that is called uh, Lily Cantonese, I think, or Lily Chinese, because I, she also listens to Mandarin uh, songs. And usually that's when she gets agitated and upset because she gets tired in the car. For some reason, she can't fall asleep. Uh, with French songs um, because she's very demanding on which song she wants to listen to or or not. So we just put the the Chinese uh, music and then she falls asleep within minutes. We have um, French only playlist, and so that adds a little bit of a variety in our uh, <laughs> uh, kids' songs that we listen to all the time. Um, she also listens to to songs and watch videos on YouTube. Uh, it can be songs can be in English, in Chinese, or in French. Uh, cartoons are when her dad puts cartoons for her. He chooses uh, Cantonese cartoons, and when I choose cartoons for her, I choose uh, French cartoons. But about book reading. That is a little bit more tricky because I think there are two ways of approaching books. You can actually read the book, so word for word, or you can uh, describe, um, talk about the books, comment about it. Uh, we did a lot uh, when Lily was a, a, a baby. So uh, French books I have always read in French. And English books, um, so I find that books that are rhyming, they would lose all their essence and their interest if you were trying to translate them. So I've, I've always done that in, like, kept that in the original language. Um, English books, sometimes I would read in English. Sometimes I would translate into French, uh, which I've stopped doing. And sometimes I would just comment, describe in French. Reading and commenting, describing is very diff two different uh, things. Um, as a child gets older, I think it's really important to get um, to keep a consistency in the words that you are saying um, because if you have a toddler you know that you know if you miss a word or if you change a word they would notice because they get to know um, to learn to know the book by heart so it becomes very important to have some consistency in the in the text and that prepares them for reading and also that shows them that, you know, uh, whatever the text says, you say. So it's not like you don't just... Uh, you see what I mean? It's it's not flexible, what's inside the, the book. So now what I do is when I pick a book, I say this book is in um, French or English. So that's the language of the book. And that's the language I'm going to uh, read to you in. Of course... If I um, like, if I read a, li uh, a book in English, so I will read in English to her. But if I make any comment that is not literally the text, like a side comment about something on the picture, or you know, or uh, just a, like not a judgment, but like an opinion, or asking for her opinion, or to share her experience, my side comments because it's communication between my daughter and I will be in French. Uh, voilà. So that's 
my rule now. Um, my husband does differently because he, although um, he speaks Cantonese, it's his actually his mother language. That was his first language. He doesn't read uh, Chinese, and uh, so he picks up. When he picks up a book, it's a French or English book, and he just does image description. He does, he did, uh, because I've noticed, and that's just very recently, since I think since I've uh, talked to him about how it was important to have a consistency, the same words coming back to help with her um, preparing uh, Lily for reading. I've noticed now that when he picks a book in English, sometimes he just reads the exact text in English. If you're interested in uh, French books for babies and toddlers, uh, listen to episode 112 of this podcast where I do my recommendations of uh, good books that we we have. You can also uh, see the video because I recorded this uh, podcast episode in my daughter's room showing you uh, the actual books that I was talking about. This video is available on, on YouTube and I also include uh the the links so you may be, be wondering but can i read french books to uh my baby my toddler if it's not my native language i think it's fine to to read or sing in another language because that's the language of the <laughs> of the book or of the song as i said but communication be, like actual communication interaction conversation should be, in my opinion, done in your native language. Um, so in the end, my daughter, our daughter has three languages and I find her vocabulary to be very rich. I'm impressed by her grammar, her use of grammar. I often think of you, actually, uh, about you when uh, when she talks sometimes. Like, oh, that's, a, like, that's something that um, many students would have gotten wrong especially with the use of prepositions or the infinitive after preposition, um, uh, the correct use of a direct object pronoun such as le and la. Uh, I'm very impressed. Um, but the baseline would be just talk, 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 talk to your child and don't assume that they can't understand even if they are uh, babies. Um, babies don't have the ways, the tools, uh, the um, how do you say like the physical ability to uh, uh, speak, but uh, if they could, they would say a lot just after like a few months of life, and uh, that is proven by if you look at on YouTube, if you're interested on this to topic, uh, you uh, enter sign language for babies. And so you can learn to sign for, uh, for your baby uh, from the start, basically. And uh, that shows that they can communicate a lot before they're even able uh, to speak if they are given the tools to express themselves. So that's what I would lo love to uh, exper experiment or experience with uh, baby number two. I don't know if I've already done this announcement on this uh, on this podcast um i did in episode 100 of french voices podcast i did in my newsletter if you subscribe to it uh but we have baby two on the way a little boy i expected in uh, in march actually and so i plan to uh teach him or like just 
like teaching passively, like just use some uh, sign language in order to give him the ways to communicate with us uh, at an earlier age. Oh, voilà. So that was a very lengthy uh, answer. Um, Tears, I think. I hope I don't mispronounce your name, although there's a high chance that I am. Um, submitted a question and say so I'm translating it in English at the moment so uh, he is Dutch uh, and he says we speak Dutch and French uh, together with my partner uh, do you think it's a good thing to use to communicate in both languages uh, at the same time like this uh, and he says for my uh, girlfriend and I it's a, it's a good method so the answer is yes you said it it's for you it's a good method if it works uh keep going uh, what i was uh, what i was saying uh earlier applied to um children teaching children uh raising children children in a um, multilingual environment adults are not confused by the code switching you actually probably uh, end up creating a kind of a third language that is a hybrid that is a unique to your your couple like my husband and i we make sentences that use uh, words in uh, both languages mixed together and we even create new words uh, for example we take an english uh, verb and we conjugate it uh with a f um uh the French way, so with a, a French conjugation ending. And we understand each other perfectly like that. Actually, um, sometimes it makes more sense to use a word in the language rather than in another because it's more precise or it just comes to your mind first. And I think it is very, a very pleasant, enriching and a playful way to uh, like be and live experience and languages. Best way to improve as well. So by all means, uh, do it uh, if you like. And uh, a last question, this one will be quite short as well. Do you think that you can become uh, quite fluent in, uh, in language as an adult without actually going and living for a period of time in a French-speaking country? Um, can you become fluent without actually going to live or be immersed in the country? I think so. Yes, because, like, you know, again, if you look on YouTube, you see a lot of people who have learned a lot of different languages, like polyglots. Um, they may have traveled or they may just have a keen interest in learning uh, a language. So you don't need to physically go abroad. Uh, there are many ways of being immersed. Uh, reading, listening to songs, watching movies, finding uh, native people where you are, uh, or conversation exchange, so online. Um, and just, I think you can become fluent with enough passion, dedication, and motivation. Uh, so if you don't have the budget to go uh, overseas, I don't think it should be an obstacle or an excuse to uh, not become fluent. Why not? So, and you, what are your thoughts? Because you may agree or disagree with my comments, any of my comments. Please join the discussion, share your experience, comment uh, in the comment section on frenchyourway.com.au slash 
podcast 202 frenchaway.com.au slash podcast 202 I would love reading from you well thanks a lot and see you in the next episode of French Away podcast <laughs>